Cut out all the lights, see the light. Gap pulled over, see the brights. What you doing on the street at night? Wonder if they gonna read your rights. 13th Amendment, three strikes. Made a left when I should have made a right. Told God last time on life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. Told the devil when I see him on sight. I've been working for you my whole life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been working for you my whole life. Nothing worse than a hypocrite. Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 69, the funny number. We're at the funny number. Ha ha ha, funny number of the thing. It's episode 69, It's you get you get it? Because it's it's a joke. It's been going on forever. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny number, guys. Just, just trust me on this. I don't know why. I don't know why, but we all decided it's a funny number. I, I don't know why. <clears throat> but when, when I say... Hi, I'm Sadwater, water, and this is Sadcast episode 69. You laugh, okay? You laugh when I say 69. You have to laugh. Speaking of 69, it's No Nut November. I hope, uh, I hope some of you are doing, doing well with this challenge. Uh, I think that it, it mainly has to do with uh, don't, don't jerk off and don't watch porn. And then, and then just take that. It's kind of like... It's kind of like the November mustache situation where if you like the mustache, continue doing it. You don't have to just do it because of November. So I think, uh, I think this is the chance that you get the one time a year to, to really quit porn because of No Nut November. And then just for the rest of your life, that's what you do. You have to do that. I think, that that is, uh, I think that's how you, uh, you start acceleration. I think that that's how you get to the next level of consciousness. I was having a conversation today with people in my gym, and one guy said, uh, well, as long as it's not hurting anyone else, and it was about porn, and I fucking hate, well, as long as it's not hurting anyone else, and then, and then, and then I said, uh, and then they said, well, we're, we're all animals, we're all animals, as long as it's not hurting, we're all animals, we, we say these things, and it just doesn't make sense anymore, uh, animals didn't build a society that we live in. Animals didn't kill Epstein. So I think that we need to be a little bit better than animals. And then they go, well, we have war. We kill each other with war. Yeah, for good reasons sometimes. Sometimes for good reasons. Because it's it's culture clashes. You know, animals don't have that. They just kill each other for food. I guess I guess that's fine. But when you have something like culture and society and all that, it makes sense that there's going to be clashes with different kinds of people all over the world. There's bad things. There's always going to be bad things. So you can't just say, we're animals anyways, or as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, because we're better than that, and we have to be better than that. So yeah, no, no, no not November and porn. You have, to, you have to quit that. It's not doing you any good, okay? And, and stop paying attention to those e-girls online. There's too many of them. And they're all dumb. And they're not giving you anything. And they're selling you nudes. Do you realize that they're selling you nudes? Do you realize that that's a thing, that they're selling you nudes? Um, and then you have that whole uh, black market of ethodism, 
I don't like that. You know what? I'm going to start debating with, uh, rather than, you know, compiling lists of reasons and rebuttals and, and all that and, and just honing in on my, on my ideas, I'm going to just say, I don't like that. And that's it. Because that's, that's what we live in now. But um, I saved some, some things to remind me of, uh, yeah, this. This is one of my things about porn this week that I, this week that I hate. The AV Club, which they, they usually write articles about movies and stuff like that. They said, you porn will give you a free, uh, free premium membership if you get off the couch on election day and vote. That's what we need. We need more degenerate porn addicts voting and deciding our future and, and our kids. Those are the people that say, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, I don't see anything wrong with it. I do. I think that if you succumb to your animalistic instincts and just uh, sit there and molest yourself <laughs> all day long, because there's people who are just doing it all day long, uh, I would rather not you decide my future for me. And I think I, I say this all the time. I think we need fewer people voting. I think most people are not imp impressive people. And most people aren't even genuinely interested in politics. They shouldn't be voting. The, this whole th we, For some reason, we, we look to Australia for many things. Like, they, uh, they ban guns. We should ban guns. It's working out well for them. It's not, by the way. But that's a whole other debate. And uh, they force people to vote there. And then people write in stupid candidates. And, and, and then they just vote for party lines or they just they, they don't even know what they're doing. So then all, every, every, then then they cancel out the people who actually want to participate and pay attention. You're asking people to cancel out your vote. Do you understand that? That's crazy. But uh, we should get porn addicts to vote. And we'll give them free memberships to Pornhub or YouPorn or whatever. And uh, that's that's uh, incentive. By the way, porn is free, so that you're not going to incentivize anyone for that. Who pays for porn? Who pays for nudes? I want to meet the sad, lonely people who pay e-girls for nudes. I want to. I want to see that. I want to meet them. Actually, I don't. I could already imagine them. They're balding, kind of. They're in their early twenties, and they're balding, and uh, and they're skinny fat. You know what I mean? So they're not like really overweight, but they they they're, they're uh, soft. They have skinny arms, they're soft, and then they have like a little beer belly, even though they don't drink beer, but they, ha they have a little beer belly from all the, the soy and estrogen building up in their bodies. I'm a scientist. I know what I'm talking about. Just take my word for it. So uh, that's, that's uh, who we need. That's who we need running our lives, uh, porn addicts. Uh, I saw a pretty good tweet, again, regarding the No Nut November, the porn situation. And uh, this person wrote, it's a girl, by the way. Girl, I don't think girls find it attractive that you look at porn. By the way, I think that that's a you're 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 cucking yourself with yourself, I guess, and then and then you're just you're trading in real experiences. You're trading in real women, real experiences that you need to get better at too. You need to get better at talking to girls, uh, and and they like they like assertiveness and they like they like you taking control and they like uh you uh, they like a man with a plan. And if you're addicted to porn, you're not a man with a plan. You're a man that's like, well, animals, they, uh, you know, we're all animals. <laughs> it's it's kind of like 14-year-olds uh, finding out about atheism 
And then they're like, there is no God. There's no proof for God. Like, that's the most profound thing that you can tell anyone. It's it's this uh, animals do it. Animals do it. So, you know, it's you're so profound. It's it, my mind is animals. Animals do this kind of stuff. Animals just fuck around. Animals just do that. That just blows my mind. Holy crap. You're amazing. I can't, I've never even thought of that. That is just, uh, oh my God, you just, my world is upside down. Are you going to just, are you going to convince me that the world is flat next? Because I'm ready. I'm ready to believe that. So this girl wrote, and you need to listen to girls when it comes to this kind of stuff. This is, they know this, they know this stuff. Don't listen to the girls that try to sell you the nudes. But this girl says, everyone laughed when they said porn makes you go blind, but it was figurative, not literal. It blinds, it blinds you to the sanctity of sex it blinds you to the connection it provides it blinds you to the importance of the love that should accompany it tattoo that on yourself so you never forget that that's if this is why I like twitter for for things like that like anything else or you like youtube like twitter like any of these things you can use it for uh cat videos and 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 e-girl nudes and and uh makeup tutorials or you could use it for this this is this is literally what i love about twitter you you can find people who aren't famous that 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 can write a little profound thing that totally changes your perception of of something like porn and uh that's super interesting to me so don't do it you're you're basically i mean bronze age pervert he said something I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he's he's also a good guy. He's a good guy. It's about lifting weights and and living a bronze age mindset. You got to do it. Chimp in state of nature never jerks off, but in captivity he does. What does this mean? In the in state of nature, he's too busy to put plainly. He is concerned with mastering space, solving problem of life in and under trees, mastering what tools he can, mastering social relations in the jockeying for power and status. Deprived of this drive to uh, development and self-increase, he devolves into pointless masturbation in captivity where he senses he is owned he is in his own space and therefore the futility of all his efforts and all his actions. That's all I need to read you. You're a chimp in captivity. There I go, mentioning chimps again, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, I just I just uh, compared myself to Joe Rogan. I just did that. I mean, I probably shouldn't have. Won't make me feel good once I have to re-listen to I re I re-listen to the podcasts once in a while because I want to see how stupid I sound, and then I, I make it better. I uh, cut out the word like from my vocabulary. I mean, I try to, but it's hard. You know, like, <laughs> it's just hard. Um, yeah, so don't do porn, guys. You're gay if you do. You're like a fag if you do. You're not gay. You're, you're a fag, and some gays are not. Not all gays are fags. A lot of straight people are fags, and uh, I, uh, I guess I can't have a job with Fox News anymore because I said fag in a tweet last week that I deleted because I just didn't want to get banned from Twitter. And I, I think you can get banned from Twitter for saying fag. But, um, there was a, there was a, a, a little point where I was almost going to maybe get a show on Fox news on Fox nation. I mean, it was like a, the, the chances, honestly, the chances of it happening were very low, but 
someone was talking on behalf, someone was was mentioning me in the halls of Fox News. I was being mentioned in Fox News. At least I have that. Maybe I can put that on a resume. But because I said fag, he basically said it, that that just went out the window. I I can't. Uh, you can't get a job in corporate America if you say the wrong thing, the wrong word. If you say the wrong word, you can't get a job in corporate America. So fuck that. I don't want a job with Fox News because I, from what I've heard, they're as PC as everyone else. From what I've heard, everyone that works at Fox News, minus the, the few people on TV, are all liberals anyways. Why would I want to work in that environment? I mean, I started Sadwater, the thing you're listening to. I started this uh, to fight corporate culture, woke capitalism. That's that's literally where the Sadwater thing stemmed from, my frustration with woke capitalism, with this squeaky clean image we all have to keep of ourselves within the confines of your job. It, it It's like the moment you step in your job, you're, yes, I get it, you're representing the company, but the company is, is, is presenting itself as so virtuous and, and, um, without sin it's uh it's disingenuous it's fake and it doesn't make sense it's it, it, it's funny because it's you know let's go back in nature uh we don't we never did that we never had to really censor ourselves what is america if you can't if you can't freely express yourself yes yes i know the first amendment is about the government impeding on your rights to freedom of speech but that should be part of our culture so censorship shouldn't be a part of our culture. I don't think that was ever intended to be a part of our culture. Yes, when the First Amendment was written, we were more puritanical. We were more, uh, you know, we were more, what's it called? Fancy. That's not the word I was looking for, but that's all I can think of. We were more proper. But that's actually also not true. Uh, you know, we used to joke around and, and all that. And yeah. But but uh, I got so so basically my tweet was uh, about this guy. If you ever look at Trump's tweets, um, if you ever open click on it, you'll see the same idiots underneath because they have uh, they have notifications for when Trump tweets. So you see the same boomer liberal idiots commenting. Uh, I hope I hope you were tried as an adult. Hashtag the president is a crybaby which doesn't even pertain to the tweet because they have post notifications on, so they know when Trump tweets, and they know that they have to get the tweet out really, really, really fast so it can be on top. And especially if they're verified, it can go on top. And then that's, that's how they get followers. So their whole economic, their whole, their whole um, money, um, in, their whole income is based on Trump, hating Trump, and tweeting about how they hate Trump. So I noticed one of these people that I've seen time and time again un under Trump's tweets who tweets things like, uh, like, you're going to get impeached and uh, you're orange man bad. I don't know what they say. And then so basically I replied to this guy. I said, you're such a fag. Your life is replying literally to all of Donald Trump's tweets. So sad. So I wasn't saying he's gay and I hate him because he's gay. I don't even know if the guy's gay. But a fag is, is uh, it's, 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 it's how you act. You know what's the really good thing about cursing? It's a efficient way of expressing yourself, and it hits the point right away. There's no walking, there's no tiptoeing around anything, and there's no, you know exactly what I mean when I say that, and I'm not disparaging gay people. For all I know, this, this guy's straight. 
his sexuality, his sexual preferences doesn't have anything to do with what I was saying. He's just being a fag. If your whole life is tweeting at Trump and uh, and then also hoping to get blocked by Trump, like that's that's like getting verified for liberals, um, then you're a fag. If you if you uh, are a constant uh, Yelp Yelp reviewer, if you review every restaurant you go to, and you nitpick about every little thing, and you're there with your girlfriend, your guy, you're there with your girlfriend, and you nitpick about the the breadsticks were too uh, breadsticky, or the 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 unlimited salad wasn't really unlimited enough. You're a fag. That you, you know, I said you were there with your girlfriend. And uh, but if you review every restaurant you go to and you're nitpicky and uh, you go to Yelp after and you just type up your little Yelp review, you're a fag. That's it's just that simple, guys. And and what what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Do you want me to find another word that won't offend people? If it if it doesn't offend people, then it's it's not impactful. The point is, is to offend people. That is the whole point. Sometimes there that is the point. And it's a, it's almost, it's almost like a beautiful way of expressing yourself if you think about it. It's 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 a three letter word, and it's so to the point, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, you know, so so the guy in Fox News said, uh, "This is about me." He was texting his friend, and I got a screenshot. Everyone does it. Everyone sends screenshots of conversations. So you know, I don't know, whatever we live, we live in that time. There's no privacy anymore. Ha <laughs> ha! It's, it's totally okay. He said um, he screenshotted my thing and he said he will be self-employed for the rest of his life because of this tweet. Lol. We officially could never hire him. Um. Yeah, I would. Ra- I would. I don't want to be hired by you. I don't want to work for overlords who comb through everything I ever said and and uh, tell me to delete this and delete that because it could look bad on the company. You know, why would I ever want to do that? That is a submissive pussy thing to do i'm not gonna do that we all need to we all need to, um do they say is it is it saying grow a backbone how do you how do you grow a backbone is it grow a backbone or get a backbone or be backboned one of those things we all got to do and by the way it's it's this is all false this is all uh, a false outrage because no one's really ever outraged when you say these things it's it's the outrage is about attention if most people aren't special, so they need something to to show that they care or that they that they uh, are in tune with with proper society. And also, most people don't read books, so most people aren't interesting. I mean, the way you can really be interesting, besides experiencing things and besides trying and failing, is reading and being curious and just constantly delving into things that you're curious about. So most people don't do that. So the easy thing to do is be outraged about words, nitpick specific little things, and ruin other people's lives while doing that because um, you hate yourself so much that you need to take someone down to your level. You need you need to ruin lives. That's what you got to do. Uh, so I'm not going to stop saying fag. And that is that. But... um. Yeah, we went over the no no nut November thing. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, guys, guys, is um I have all my notes kind of jumbled. I actually should have moved wait, did I move certain things? One second, guys. 
Wait, did that? Where did it go, guys? Where did it go? The thing. The thing, you guys. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. No. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to keep moving. It's fine. Women are not funny. They're not funny and they're not strong. Oh, actually, it's right there. It's where it was. It was there the whole time. It was where it was supposed to be, my notes. They're not funny or strong. And, um, you know, I'll talk about the, 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 the Terminator movie for a second. I went to see it on Saturday. I knew it was going to suck. I knew it was going to be bad. But um, it was really about uh, three powerful women who can save the world. And the real funny thing is is that the woman that they the, – the things have to go back in time to either kill or protect – they're, they need to protect this woman. They're telling you it's because she's getting her baby is going to save the future, and it's a guy, and her baby's going to save the future. The twist is it's her. She's going to save the future. She's the one who's going to resist against the robots and band together people and, and all that. It's only her, by the way, that can do it, which is kind of funny considering um, it's a human trait to do that. You don't need a singular person. This whole concept within movies and, and entertainment of one savior is laughable. It doesn't make sense to me. But in this movie, it's three powerful women who band together and save the world. And it's 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 laughable because um, I don't mind when there's like a strong female and especially when it's not pandering to us. It, it, like an alien in the alien movie. <gasps> I just hiccuped. In the alien movie, it was never a thing like, oh, there's a powerful woman. Thank you, Hollywood. Finally. It was just a really cool movie, and that lady, Sigourney Weaver, who was in Alien movies, she was awesome. And there wasn't a, the, the, the marketing behind it wasn't about a powerful woman saving the thing from aliens or whatever. It was just that's what it was. But this, and, and not only this, but everything now, is about strong women protecting and blah, blah, blah. Um, besides, that's not really part of their trait uh, for the most part. Yes, yes, you can always find that one girl who's really strong and can take on five dudes at a time. And kill everyone and blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that one anomaly. I'm talking about in general, okay? Generalizations. They're there for a reason. Uh, in this movie, it's funny because it's kind of like in that Ghostbusters movie with all those women where they're standing, like how they think men stand. And it's a, it's like a par- they're basically parodies of what me- they think men are uh, without trying to be parody. So they're acting all manly and and uh, and all that. And it's just laughable and it doesn't make sense. But also, it's a movie about robots that can go back in time and kill us, so I guess nothing would make sense, you know? I can't suspend my disbelief that much, guys. I can believe the robots going back in time. I can't believe the woman being so powerful and whatever, and then the Terminator, he still lives there, and he has a family, but he doesn't have sex with them because he doesn't have organs, and then he's a drape. He just, he's a drape guy. He makes drapes. He installs drapes. This is what the Terminator has come to doesn't make sense. Why are you making this movie? Why are you making a movie for $150 million? That is shit. Uh, you go woke, you go broke. That's it. Uh, and then and then just funny, uh, my friend sent this to me uh, on Twitter. It's a tweet. It's a little meme. It's a little meme thing. It's a little meme. It's a good one. I usually don't care about memes, but it's a good one. Greetings, I'm your current year female protagonist. I'm 5'2", 118 pounds, not in particularly good shape for someone my size, but I can take on a room full of 6'5", 250-pound dangerous men with no effort. My personality is getting upset when men tell me I can't do something. I I, I, I expel absolutely no sexuality or femininity. The rare times I show romantic interest, it it will only be towards other women, and even when... 
Even then, it won't go anywhere as to not piss off China. Buy all my child labor made crap based off my IP or you're a tiny dicked incel. That is the current year we live in. That is a good meme. That is a smart meme. That's usually a good a good meme is a st- smart meme. The whole thing about repeating things because over and over and over, it's then, then it becomes funny because everyone's in on the joke. Not really funny, but that was funny. And uh, also, this is something I wanted to talk about last week, but it kind of pertains to this anyways. There was a new study. I Even though I hate this whole new study shows because those are all bullshit, but this is like a no-brainer that this is. I mean, the fact that these studies even have to be made shows how far we've gone into this feminist realm. Uh, this new study is men are funnier than women, study claims. Uh, yeah, you didn't have to do a study and spend all that money to do it. We all knew this. This is how we evolved. This is how men evolved. Not all men are strong and good-looking. They have to use their brains to attract women. And women are attracted to that. You know what men are attracted to? Nurturing women. Women who like kids. Women who want to nurture and raise kids. And, uh... And make food and, 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 and provide for the family, like in that sense of making food and and uh, and all the other stuff, guys. No guy is sitting around unless they're um, unless they want to be stay at home dads. And I don't think women are really attracted to that. But no guy is sitting around like, oh, man, do you see that girl over there? Uh, she's so fucking hot. She uh, oh, my God. She works at Goldman Sachs. I swear to God, she works at Goldman Sachs. And uh, six-figure income. She can provide for me. I can stay at home and play video games while she's working at Golden, Goldman Sachs. Six-figure income. I hear next year, I hear next year she's going to, you won't believe this. I, I hear next year she's getting a raise. And she's only been there for a year. She's that good. She is that good. She's so fucking hot she's getting a raise next year. Guys don't talk like that. Girls do. And I get why they do. I'm not that type of guy that's like, oh, she, they only care about money. No, but they should. Now, that's not the only thing that they should care about, but they should definitely care about money. Um, kind of like uh, it's it's all on you if you don't work out. If you don't work out and you look like shit and you're like, oh, man, girls only like guys with muscles. Fuck them. Fuck those bitches. Well, yeah, they want to know you can protect them. And also aesthetically, it's pleasing. So, so that's all on you, guy. Stop looking like shit. This is a two-way street, by the way. I'm not only shitting on women here. Women... Uh, have needs too and if you don't provide that then you're a failed man you're a man child you have nothing to to provide you are not interesting and uh, that's all on you you can go work on that it's not rocket science you can go work on that the only thing that's rocket science is rocket science so you know yeah exactly someone in the comments said a fag yes that is a fag a guy who plays video games and wants a woman to provide for him that's a fag that that and then and then you can say no but 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 josh sadwater there guys i know this guy and they they love each other and blah 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 he li- they live in new york and they have a bulldog together and and the woman she works at the chemical factory and and they love each other and blah that do you think that that's everyone you think everyone can do that so yeah men men are funnier than women study claims uh, the study looked at normal people rather than professional co- comedians. But blah, uh, Marina Bai, one half of the comedy duo siblings, said, says the study feels unnecessary. Well, Marina's a girl, so of course she's going to say it feels unnecessary. By the way, shouldn't that be awesome for women who want to be co- comics? You don't have that much competition if you think about it. And then you can make jokes. If you're a woman in your comic, you can make jokes about how women aren't funny. And uh, And boom, you just cornered a market. 
Um, do I really need to read this article to you guys? You guys get it, right? I just think it's funny how in this article it says, I really think it's unnecessary to, to do the study. This They could have done something progressive. <laughs> they could have done something progressive. <laughs> Imagine um, a study about how being fat and looking like a whale is unhealthy. And then someone goes, I really think it's unnecessary to do this study. That could They could have done something more progressive. Fat? You're still saying the word fat? Um, that is very unprogressive of you. And... That's body shaming. And to do those kinds of studies is unnecessary. Imagine thinking a study is unnecessary. Although I did say that this one's unnecessary just because it's so obvious that it just didn't need to be done. But I'm not mad that it was done. I think it's kind of funny that it was done. It doesn't matter that it was done. It doesn't ruin my day. It gives me something to talk about. I just killed five minutes of this podcast. I'm zooming along. I'm zooming along on this podcast. I'm doing really well. There's so many... The uh, there's so many uh, what's it called, um, things to talk about in this podcast, but um, I'm zooming along, and uh, yeah, but th- th- this is actually this ties into the next thing. Oh no, actually, I'm gonna move that little thing. I'm gonna move it to uh, where did that go? Oh, did I delete that accidentally? You guys, you guys, I did. I did delete that by accident. Um, doesn't matter. I can I can talk about it. Oh no, actually, I'm gonna just uh, say words right now until I find those things. Then um, I'm killing. Ta- uh, there you go. Found it. I found it. So this ties into that. But I'm gonna talk about this thing first, and then I'm gonna go talk about that thing, and then you don't know what I'm talking about right now. It doesn't make sense to you, but but it's fine. Ethot news of the week. Um, there was a big tweet from last week about a girl, uh, she tweeted, um, wait, by the way, her username is called Cyberhooker. Well, I mean, actually her username is at Blair Witch Babe, but above it, her name says Cyberhooker. That's a nice way to think of yourself, a Cyberhooker. How progressively unnecessary. So uh, her tweet blew up. It had 64,000 likes, and she said, uh, POV, P- point of view, you're my phone watching me cry because sex work isn't real work, and she's crying into a bunch of $20 bills because she's so fucking rich from all this sex work. Yeah, sex work isn't real work. I've gone over this. It's not real work. You know why? Because real work is something that is is uh it's like a a tr- a, a really tr- it's a trait right like it's almost something like how back in the day we used to pass down our uh trades sorry trade it's like a trade and re- real work is that it's something you can pass down to someone it's like it's like even knowledge it's a skill uh you can pass certain skills or or or, or knowledge down to your kids and then and so on and so on and so on and then it's like your lineage is just people who build the columns and you're really good at building columns or whatever um sex work isn't real work because you're not going to pass down being a whore i think i i hope at least some people who do sex work in quotes uh when they have kids they realize holy shit i was a whore and that's not good. And I don't want to raise. I want to have. I want my kid to have a better life than me. And I don't want them to have to do that. That's degrading. They. It's funny how feminism has tricked women into thinking that this is um, this is good, and virtuous. 
and uh, it's necessary. It's not necessary. You're you're another hooker in the machine. You're there's millions and millions of you. And also, by the way, sex work. Uh, a lot of what happens with sex work is uh, uh, sex trafficking and child pornography and pedophilia and all of these things. You're in the same industry as that. Don't think that that's a really good thing. But that's a whole nother thing. So basically, uh, she's crying into her uh, $20 bills. And uh, she just she just owned me. She just owned me. She proved me wrong. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Sex work is work, guys. Pack it up. We're done talking about this. We're done. It doesn't... She won, and, and clearly she won because she has 64,000 likes. So it's a democracy of ideas and the ideas of sex work being work uh, won, and that is that. But... That is not the case because I qu- I tweeted I I quoted that I retweeted with my own thing I said your looks will fade money flow will dwindle depression and loneliness will set in your future will become the present and you'll have nothing to show for it I won and I don't want to win and I don't want this to be a trend I don't want women and girls to be hookers and whores and uh, make easy money and then when they're thirty they realize holy shit I wasted so much time. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to have babies, be able to have babies soon. No one's going to love me. Actually, I think this specific girl has a boyfriend. That is the same boyfriend I was talking about before with the one that the girlfriend works at the chemical factory or Goldman Sachs, and he can stay home and play video games all day. You're not attractive to her, bro. She's cheating on you. You're not a man. Go chop down a tree. That is the first step to becoming a man. Go chop down a tree. Go yell at a tiger. Go kick a... a, a, (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, uh, Berade uh, a stripper. Go to strip clubs only to berade strippers and tell them to fix their lives. That is the third step to becoming a man. If you're not circumcised, do it yourself. That's the fourth step into becoming a man. Kidding. Don't do that. If you listen to me, you're not a man because you don't think for yourself. Think for yourself. That is E-Thought News of the Week. Hopefully, that I don't have to talk about that anymore and I solve the problem. I'd like to think that enough people listen to this that I just solved the problem by talking about it. That's a joke. That's not true. It's going to continue being a problem because we're all spiraling down into a hellhole of a society. Which brings me to my next thing. Um, I think just got to make sure I'm not missing anything. There we go. Men's groups are, uh, are gay. (laughs) I'm not, no, no, no. This specific men's group is gay. Um, not, not something like the proud boys, which I don't disavow. The proud boys exist for a reason. And yes, it started off as a joke, but then it spiraled into becoming, a thing nationwide, maybe even chapters in worldwide, because men feel like they can't be men anymore. Men feel like they can't, uh, and yes, men's feelings don't matter, but deep down, there is really no place for us to be a man. That's why I like playing hockey. That's why I uh, like the hockey locker room, and, and then I can just uh, 
point at the guy, the, 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 guy, the liberal on my team. I can point at his dick and laugh, and then everyone laughs with me, and then we make him feel bad, and we shame him, and we just yell, shame, 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 and then he goes in the showers and he cries, and then he plays horribly because he's not really a good hockey player. I don't really do that, but I, some, I, do, I, do, I do point at him sometimes, and it's funny. Um, but that is the one, like when I do this show, the next show for this podcast, one of my segments is going to be, I'm going to film myself in the hockey locker room and I can show you what it's like, but men used to have more outlets to be men. And it's slowly just since we're all the same, since men and women are all the same, slowly, we're just losing every fucking space that we have. And then we have nothing. And then women are acting like men and men are acting like, uh, uh, not they're acting like um asexual um asexual down syndrome retards that didn't make sense i just wanted to say retards um so i i i uh my friend a friend of mine she's like this wellness person and she uh on her instagram she posted a thing about her her so she's friends with this uh this guy who started this men's group in New York, and they were featured in GQ magazine, Gentleman's Quarterly, which is not about that anymore. It's about being woke, and you need to catch up. So she posted congratulating her friend on being in GQ. And I said, would you really go out on a date with the guy that goes into these groups? And she said, yes. And then I said, but really, would you? And then she tagged the other guy to be like, you got to explain it to him. You got to explain to him what this is. And he never wrote back because he's not a real man. And those kinds of men don't like confrontation. Those men don't stick to their guns and um, and uh, stick to what they believe in. They uh, they kind of go into hiding. He saw that comment. He for sure saw that comment and he didn't explain to me what it was. But it's called every man. E V R Y man. I guess they I guess the account every man was taken. So it's underscore E V R Y man underscore. Very catchy. They were featured in GQ and it says my time inside a group where men confront their feelings. And it's a group a picture of men who again kind of soft looking ish. And they're all hugging each other. They're in a huddle and they're hugging each other because that's how men communicate. We don't communicate by calling each other names. We don't communicate by punching each other or getting into physical altercations and then, you know, hugging it out after. That's that's actually when we hug it out is after we physically beat each other up. And then we're like, you know what? We lost our cool. We hug it out. And then we, we stick to not talking to each other. We just do grunts and and then that's it. I think the the person you kind of used to really tell your problems to is the bartender. And that's it. But it wasn't even really about the feelings. It was like, uh, my bitch wife, something. I'm just, uh, I don't have a wife, but I'm guessing that's what it was. But it's not that anymore. You have these groups, these progressive groups that meet together and they hug and they confront their feelings and talk about their feelings and their stresses. And and my girlfriend doesn't look at me anymore. And it's, and, and it's probably because I don't work out, but that's okay. I'm in this men's group and we all hug each other and it's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's totally natural. And that's how we always used to do it. That's how we just do it. That's how men do it. Actually, they didn't do it. They never did it. But now they're doing it. You know why they're doing it now? Because, uh, because we're li- we're we're living in times where we have progressed so much that that we're breaking down gender barriers and we can express ourselves and be like women because they love that. Women love that. They don't. And uh, this is a, a 
Oh, God. You know how I was telling you guys a few weeks ago when I was talking about fat people on Instagram, how they always talk about how happy they are. And then they they um, it's almost like they're convincing themselves that they're happy. So that they write these giant uh, captions on Instagram posts, like paragraphs long. It's like literally if they printed that out and they were still in high school, they pr- that could have been a, a five paragraph essay. And boom, I did it in an Instagram caption. We're, we're excited, nervous, anxious, and proud to be a part of the GQ new masculinity issue in stores and online now. Okay, before I move on, we're excited, nervous, and anxious, and proud? Who You're talking like a 14-year-old girl. Do you realize that? You guys are grown men, and you're excited and nervous and anxious and proud. I'm getting goosebumps talking like that. I can't, I can't even say that sentence without sounding feminine or gay. That is, okay, I'm going to move on. To be able to bring men together in a way that allow I can't even read this normal, allows them to open up and express thoughts, feelings, and emotions they never felt or discussed before is some of the most rewarding work we could ever imagine. Oh, um, I didn't really throw up on my microphone, but, you know. As we continue to grow as an organization and as men, we humbly continue to build stronger leaders who can express themselves with honesty and truth. You know when, when women ask you, what are you thinking right now? I don't think they really want to know. It's nothing bad, but it could be something just totally irrelevant. Like, like, oh, I hope I didn't leave my gun in my car. Did, it, did the valet see it? Did he touch it? Or uh, uh, did, uh, did I... Uh, did I do everything I needed to do today? Or we're not thinking like about feelings really, or emo- like our feelings are are irrelevant for the most part. They the fact that they need to gather together and solve these problems of feelings and emotions together, that is so childish. A real man, for the most part, obviously there's extreme scenarios where they need help or where they need to talk to someone. And I'm not against that. But for the most part, they blow everything out of proportion. Like, girl, girls do that. And uh, and uh, they, sol- they, they, they men really solve their problems in their internally. Like, a real man will just sit down, think, not be distracted by social media, not be distracted by TV, get off their phone, just sit down and think. And it looks like he's just staring into space, but you're solving problems. You know, what should I do? What's the next step? Blah, blah, blah. Should I do this or this or this or that? Um, this is uh, not what men do. And uh, this is part of the demasculinization. Oh, man, I can't say that word. Of men. That's clearly happening right now. It's This is clearly happening. And it's not just this. This is just an example of what's happening. And uh, by the way, I was telling this to someone earlier. Um, the same person that's like uh, about porn and and like if as long as you're not hurting anyone else and blah 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 in that same conversation I said because then they they were saying how no they've seen polyamorous relationships that work they've they've seen relationships that are not um you know that they can sleep around with other people they've seen that work and I said guys that's the exception to the rule it's not the rule okay it's just not how we are. Yes, that's not how animals, I mean, animals just sleep around and make babies and whatever, but we've kind of went beyond that. We're better than that. And I said, uh, I said, listen, when you have a healthy, normal relationship, 
which you all take for granted now, which basically built our amazing society, which is crumbling now because everyone's degenerate and people are all secular and they don't want to believe in anything and they think believing in anything is a bad thing. Um, but I was saying that um, when you have a straight relationship it, it, and it's not polyamorous or whatever, there's there's checks and balances. And those checks and balances don't exist in nature. That's how good they are. You know what doesn't exist in, in nature? Cathedrals. That took 100 years to build. They're so intricate that to this day they're, they're beautiful. You know what doesn't exist in nature? Art. Michelangelo. Leonardo da Vinci. That doesn't exist in nature. We're better than nature. And we need to continue being better than nature. It's so sad to me that the best things we've done are in the past. Yes, we have computers and iPhones and podcasts and all these wonderful things. But I'm talking about things that are godlike. Uh, uh, the, the art and architecture and music and all these things. It's so sad to think that we've, the best that we've done has already happened. Who is who was doing better? Kanye West, actually. And I'll talk about him in a second. I spoke about him last week, but I'll talk about him after this men's group thing. So this is not how men are supposed to act. We're supposed to be better than this. We're, we're Again, there there's something beautiful about how different men and women are. There's something beautiful about the checks and balances of relationships. If you look at gay relationships, for the most part, they're not like straight relationships. They all sleep around. They all fuck around. They all have orgies, and they all get dudes on grinder. And that's and, and, and you know what? That's how it is. But they, the, the fact that they're presenting themselves as people who have normal uh, monogamous relationships, and they can adopt kids, and it's okay, and blah, blah, blah. There are a few of those, but for the most part, there aren't. So... Uh, the the we need to start revering uh normal relationships again because it, it's 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 the fact that they exist is so cool the fact that humans invented monogamy and the nuclear family is so incredible because you're going against nature you're you're battling nature when you're doing that and and you're bat like you're battling nature when you build buildings you're battling nature when you make music you're battling nature when 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 you go beyond we're just we're all animals anyways it doesn't matter i'm gonna go crazy when when people you can't have normal conversations with people anymore because they go well as long as it's not hurting anyone else we're all animals anyways it's all npc bullshit they're repeating things they don't look past the repetition of what they what they hear other people saying they don't look past that which is so fucking annoying to me uh oh wait and it goes on. Uh continue blah 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 blah. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we do help men slow down and get to their course so they don't start they they can start grasping their emotions and realizing the power of their awareness. We know there's so much more work to be done in healing, growing relationships, diversity, support of women, the LGBTQIA community. You see, there it is. It's all the bullshit. It's all there. And so poor one are that. That's why we continue to create open and vulnerable spaces for every man to feel heard and seen. Whoa. Bullshit. More bullshit. The new masculinity edition. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's another picture. The New York Times and Every Man by uh, the, the, head of the guy who started this. It's men sitting with their legs crossed on a couch without shoes on. And one guy is 
is in Indian position, legs crossed on the couch, and another guy has his hand on his shoulder, and another guy has his hand on his shoulder, and he's he's being heard and listened to and felt, and and uh, they're there for him. I don't know guys like this, but of course they live in New York, I guess. I live in Los Angeles. I mean, they're everywhere. They're all. I mean, I guess I know. I've seen people like this, but I'm not friends with dudes like this. I don't sit down with my friends and I go. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Are you doing okay? Do you need to talk about anything? I'm worried about you. I'm actually not worried about anyone. Like, in the friend group. Uh, one of my friends were on a group chat on, on Twitter. And uh, he complains a lot. And I, maybe he's listening to this. Maybe he listens to my podcast. I'm not talking shit. I've, I've told him what he should do and that's it. Like, I'm not going to continue asking, are you doing okay? Do you need me? Do you need to talk about it? I've already said what I have to say. That's it. It's up to him. He's a man. It's up to him if he's going to change his ways. And that's it. I don't need to. He's not my kid. You know how you talk to who you talk to like this? Your kids. You talk to your little boy or your little girl like this. Because your little boy is not a, is not a man yet. But you also don't coddle them too much. Especially boys. Because if you do, you get this. You get the everyman. You get the everyman with the feelings and the groups. Also, what the fuck happened to family? Because these people go to these group things and they don't have family. Like, what What are you doing? If any, if you talk to anyone like this, you talk to your parents, you talk to your, your dad, your brother, or sister, or whatever. You don't go to a man's group to talk about your feelings like that. That's crazy. Um... But a lot of it is uh, they, they have bad relationship with the parents. Like, fuck you, dad. You're, you voted for Trump. And then, you know, and then that's the way it goes. Let me see how long I'm doing on this podcast. Damn it. There's so many things I want to talk about. And then it's the, the fucking men not being men anymore, ruining everything. Um, I thought news, no more babies. Okay, yeah, no more babies. Uh, I, again, this is a trend I always see. Uh, but once in a while you'll see the media. So I saw this tweet that said, kids are cute, but they're not really eco-friendly. Good for Earth. Not having babies is number one thing good for Earth. Not having babies. But uh, Africans and, middle, and, and Muslims and all them, they can have the babies because you can't tell them not to have babies because that's racist. Um, so you can't have babies, but they can have babies, and then we're going to start importing them into our countries, and they have no ties to our countries. They don't understand our culture. They don't understand how our society works. They come here, but they're going to work. Don't worry. They're going to work, and they're going to assimilate, and uh, and they're going to do the, do the jobs we don't want to do. So don't have babies. Import those guys. They're going to do the jobs that we don't want to do, and that's it. But that's not the case because actually when they come here, they go on welfare, and then they just make their little ghettos, and they stay there, and then they don't assimilate, and they don't even learn your language, and they hate you, and they start resenting you, and then they start killing you and raping you and all that. So don't have babies because the media said so. Listen to the media. They're not the enemy of the people. Uh, so I saw that thing, and then I saw where my computer. Everything's too many things. Um, and, then, and then the other thing is, is I keep seeing the fucking drag kid thing. Mashable. Desmond is amazing. Again with Desmond is amazing. This is just from two days ago. I thought this was already old news. 2.8 million views in this Mashable thing. Again, another expose on Desmond is amazing. Desmond is amazing. It's a future and we're here for it. Drag youth isn't a thing and neither are trans kids. They don't exist. You know what exists? Abusive, fame-obsessed parents ready to sacrifice their kids to pedophiles. 
It's a troubling trend. Okay, guys? Um, so they don't want you to have kids, but if you have kids, they want you to turn them into drag kids or trans kids, which aren't a thing, but they want you to do that. If you have a kid, guys, because it's bad for the environment, the punishment is you sacrifice them to pedophiles. That is the punishment. So which is it? Do you want to have kids or, uh, and, and uh, you know, impact the, the planet negatively? Because if you do, we're going to sacrifice them. Just, you know, FYI, telling you that that's what we're going to do. Or the other choice is don't have kids and be alone and have live a meaningless, nihilistic life and go to your orgies and polyamorous relationships and all that. It, it, those are the two cho- It's a binary thing. It's only those two choices. Um, by the way, do you notice that there's no trans uh, – uh, girls aren't turning into boys really? They're, it's like an attack on men. They're attacking masculinity. This is, a, this is part of it, by the way. They don't want boys to be men. They want boys to be girls. Because boys are bad, masculinity is bad, and uh, and all masculinity is toxic to them. And then the other thing with this is, I saw today, and this is all tied, it's just hilarious. I saw today, Emma Watson says she is self-partnered rather than single. You can call something a different name, it doesn't change the fact that you're still single. Self-partnered. Well, you know, I'm two people. I'm two people. I go by they, them. I'm two people. So technically, I mean, I do have a girlfriend, but if I didn't, technically I wouldn't be alone because they, them, I'm more than one person. So I'm not alone. I'm not schizophrenic. I don't have uh, uh, different personalities in my head battling each other for the attention of the brain, control of the brain. I'm not that dude from that movie Split that has like 12 different people living inside of him. I mean, maybe maybe I am, right? I'm self-partnered. That is the new thing to say. You can't say you're single. You're never single because you have yourself. That goes back to the men's group. I, I'm, I'm doing that voice and those mannerisms. So she's self-partnered. She's uh, and, and the reason she's talking about this is because she, um, well, she's disgusting, discussing the pressure of turning 30. So deep down she realizes that the clock is ticking. She's alone. And it's probably because of her feminist bullshit ideology that it's been ramping up if you pay attention to her. She gave a big speech three years ago at the UN. And, uh, you know, she was she was uh, young and... I just hiccuped. She was young and uh, whatever. What's the word? I want to say, like, sprightly. I don't know if that's a word. But, uh, you know, full of life. And she was 27. And the whole her whole future was ahead of her, but... She, um, you know, three years passed quickly and she realized that she's still single. And it's probably because she sleeps around and, you know, all that because nothing matters and whatever. But, guys, she's not really single. She had an epiphany. And you all have to have it too. She is self-partnered. So you can continue watching porn. No Nut November is for fascists and right-wingers. Don't do that. You have yourself. You can marry yourself. Or you can marry a chandelier. I saw a girl do that. You can marry your dog, I guess, if you're not fucking it. Because that's bestiality. You can't do that. Or maybe in the near progressive future, you can, right? Because we're all animals anyways. The uh, final thing with regards to no one having babies anymore and women not realizing not wh- why they uh, feel lonely and act a certain way is um, I, saw a thing t- I, th- I saw a thing in the New Yorker that was written uh, yesterday 
called the it, it, it's a little essay it's a little cute essay written by a girl and she's just been cute and funny you guys she's not this is not serious it's not to be taken seriously although the picture is a is a is a drawing of her crying a lot to where the fish for some reason died because her tears are too salty maybe it's like it's a cartoon she's crying a lot like you know like water spouts out of her face and then there's dead fish whatever the article guys or the little essay in the New Yorker is called The Environmental Impact of Breaking Up With Me. Because if you break up with her, it's bad for the environment. Why don't men like me? Why am I so alone? You know what? It's there. It's, 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 uh, I'm going to guilt them. It's bad for the, it's bad for the environment if you break up. You want to know why it's bad for the environment, you guys? Because every day we make dozens of decisions that we barely even register. Plastic bag or reusable tote. Straw or no straw. Grow old with me or turn your back on the best thing that ever happened to you, risking a lifetime of gnawing regret. These choices may seem small, but they have real consequences for the health of our, health of our planet. When it comes to breaking up with me, the complex web of environmental factors to address can feel overwhelming. Fortunately, some factors are readily apparent, even to the breaking up with me layperson um let's start simple consider the untold gallons of clean potable water that would have been wasted by damn it not today i'm not signing up for the new york times it just popped up uh that would have been wasted by crying me crying the shower uh scientists don't have a precise estimate of how much water might be lost but taking into the account my new shower safe speakers and the combined length of whatever, blah, 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 she, she's just jabbering away. She's just jabbering away. Make no mistake, running from my sweet embrace leaves a sooty set of carbon footprint, pr- footprints. If historical data trends are any indication, you're dump, you dumping me will trigger a swift chain of events that culminates in me at a bar, drunkenly disparaging you to my friends. At the end of the night, my level of inebriation and the late hour will force me to take a lift home instead of you get the idea. You get the idea, guys. This is cute. It's a cute article, guys. It's a joke. She's not really sad and lonely. Progressivism didn't really fail her. Feminism really didn't fail her. She's just being cute and funny. You know why? Because women are funny too. Uh that that is a uh that is it for um no more babies, women not being funny, sex work, he thought news, blah, 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 blah. I went to the Kanye Sunday service this weekend, and we got good seats. I went with my brother, my friend Jeremy, my girlfriend. She got tickets. It was really cool. I didn't, I wasn't even aware that this was happening, and then she texted me on Thursday night or something. And uh, I had time to think about, ever since, I spoke about Kanye's album last week, and I've been listening to it more and more. I mean, and when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, I like that song. I like the last second to last song. I like those songs. I like the whole thing. The whole thing is a really good album. I don't really pay attention to everything that comes out anymore. I don't really, um, you know, most things that come out are disposable. I don't like. But his new album is really, really, really good. And uh, the the concert which is a mixture of concert and gospel and preacher. There were like a couple preachers. And uh, listen, I don't subscribe to Christianity, but this was a treat. It was very interesting. 
And he, the crazy thing is, is he only announced it Thursday night, but it wasn't like through a tweet or anything. I think maybe a newsletter or something, but it's word of, word of mouth. And it was at the forum in Los Angeles. The LA Lakers used to play there. And, uh, and it was packed. It was packed on Sunday. It was, it was slammed. And it wasn't just black people. It wasn't just white people. It was, it was a mixture of all kinds of people. Diversity is our strength. And, um, and uh, it, was, it was really, really cool. So I posted on Twitter. I said, uh, this is my first time going to church. It was really special. I forgot what I said. And then it was a video of uh, the, the choir and Kanye and all of them singing. And also the setup is really cool. It's like a giant circle of plants and trees and flowers. And then they, they're all in the middle. And it's like 120 gospel singers. And then Kanye is there. And then there's people. Uh, there's instrumental music. There's musicians there. And a drummer and a trumpets and all these things. It's it's really, really cool. So um, people took that the wrong way. People said, uh, when I said this is my first time going to church, obviously I've never been to church. I'm not a Christian. But um, it was kind of a joke. But then other people were like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's really cool. And I wasn't going to tell them, well, it's not. It's because I'm not a Christian. But uh, I, I actually was kind of stoked that they were stoked for me. But the interesting thing about this is the replies I got was that I got a ton of replies because my video got on Twitter. It's definitely above 11,000 views right now. So naturally with that, I'm going to get a lot of replies. So a lot of the replies were about how it's a cult and Kanye is creating a cult and blah, blah, blah. If you listen to the lyrics of this album and you compare it and contrast it to the pre his previous albums, it's completely different, and the way he sees himself is completely different. When he was, when you saw him in the concert, it wasn't really about Kanye. I mean, more than Kanye, it was definitely about God and Christianity and Jesus and all that. But it was also about the the people he was performing with. When you, when you look at a other Kanye concert, it was just Kanye on stage, and it was the spectacle of of uh, the 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 engineering of the lights and the the stage and the presentation and all that and this was way more down to earth and uh he you know if if anything you couldn't pick out who was Kanye because they're all dressed the same and like a cult I know I get it but let me get to that in a second they're all dressed the same and he's not like uh on above them or anything so this isn't about Kanye this is more about what he's figured out it's about his family it's about uh you know being a part of him finding God and all that. But the interesting thing also is that um, you, you you can see how happy he was. Like the, the, I wasn't sitting that far away, actually. I was seeing him smiling the whole time. And he would be with his three kids, and they were all dancing, and, and he would give them the mic, and they would yell into it because they can't sing, and they're little kids. But it was, it, was, it was wholesome and really pretty. The thing I realized also is that this is not a gimmick. Um, I'm pretty good at pinpointing what are gimmicks and what are not. And typically, I don't like preachers, and I don't like the mega churches or anything like that. I don't because those are opportunistic people, and you're going to find those people everywhere. You're going to find them in politics, and entertainment, in religion, and anything. You're going to have those people. I trust people who experienced the negative aspects of culture and life and society, and and moved away from it because they've realized that that stuff wasn't fulfilling. That's what I gravitate towards. I gravitate towards genuine people who aren't trying to change because they're told to change or told to conform to certain things. 
And uh, and because Kanye is acting like this, people are saying he's crazy. It's so easy to discredit someone and just say, oh, he's fucking crazy. It, it, he's just crazy. It doesn't, you know, he's uh, out of his mind. And also he likes Trump, so he's definitely crazy because 60 million people didn't vote for Trump. Um, but this is this is genuine. And yes, he's selling merch and it's expensive and all that. But uh, you can go in there. You don't have to buy the merch. No one's forcing you to. You can just go to the thing or you don't even have to go to the thing. You can watch the live stream. You can watch videos of it. You can just listen to his album for free, technically, because you have Spotify or the iTunes thing, Apple Music. So uh, it 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 was oddly. I mean, I, I, I definitely expected this to be like that, but it was just very real. And the problem with pop culture and celebrity is how artificial it all is. So when you see something wholesome in a sea of of just degeneracy, you're going to you're going to look at that and say that is weird, that is cr- a crazy person because he's not acting like the actual crazy people. Which is sad that that people jump to that conclusion. So a lot of people were tweeting at me and saying that he's a cult leader and blah blah blah. But those are the same people who are vegans and which is basically dogmatic. It's it's, it's like a religion, but without God um, and, and you're not really a part of a real tangible community like going to yoga, like the new age bullshit, like the crystal stuff or like the rise of people doing witchcraftery or witchcraft. Is it witchcraftery or word? Um. People, people, it's, it, this is inherent to humans, modern humans. You need to find meaning in life. And, and the best way to do it is through groups like, you know, religious groups. Uh, and, and, but, but since people are rejecting religion and they're going the more secular route, it's hard to find meaning within secularism. It because it, 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 it's it doesn't exist. It's it's not really supposed to exist within the confines of secularism. Um, you, the, what what does exist is um superflu- superfluous, uh, superficial ideologies or or um, consumer goods, I, and also things that are disposable. It's all disposable. So naturally, when people are exposed to that constantly, and that is the new norm, when they see something like Kanye, what he's doing, which is pretty genuine, their first knee-jerk reaction is to say, that is weird, that is crazy, that is a cult, and and reject it. Like, even people in my gym, because that's kind of where I interact with people for the most part, they, they're they like, oh, you went to the Kanye thing? He he went crazy, didn't he? And I go, actually, no, he didn't. My friend is friends with him. And uh, my friend hung out with him like eight months ago and said, this is the most lucid Kanye has ever been. This is the most real he's ever been. Uh, this is the most healthy, happy I've ever seen him. So, uh yeah, like I said, I trust people who've done a 180, who've experienced the negative things that society has to offer and rejects it. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of like what I did. That's, that's I think, what a lot of people like about Trump. He definitely didn't reject those things. I mean, he's definitely not like a godly person or anything like that. But you can tell he's genuine. You can tell that the moment he became president, he didn't become presidential. And people had a major problem with that. 
because they're used to the fake politician. They're used to the politician talking like this and doing the thing with his hands and, you know, uh, sp talking lawyer. They're not used to the guy who's acting like the guy, your neighbor. They don't like that. That's genuine. They don't, people don't reject genuine uh, emotions. They reject um, a normal person. By the way, I was watching um, the Kanye interview that he had with Apple Music. It's two hours long. It's on YouTube. And uh, I'm halfway through it, but today I was watching a little bit more of it, and he was serious. He was saying he's going to run for president in 2024. It's all in, it's in motion. And guys, not only do I think he's actually going to run because he's been talking about this, and it's all been leading up to this, by the way. And maybe that's where you might think like, oh, this is why he's doing this. But I, again, I think that this is all real. This is a real evolution of Kanye. Uh, he's going to win. He's, he's going to win. Because Pete Buttigieg or the typical politician, Elizabeth Warren, or all these people, people are rejecting that kind of, that kind of pitch. They're rejecting the politician. And Kanye is not a politician. So this is what he's going to do. He's going to run for president. I bet money he wins. He's going to win. And he'll have like a Mike Pence type. The politician will, be, will move to vice presidency. The, the populist nationalist figurehead, the person who's genuinely worried about where we're going as a society besides politically, will win. And will continue to win. And it will be someone like Kanye. I think it will be him. It will be someone like Tucker Carlson if he decides to run. And so on. The one thing I can say about someone like Bernie Sanders is he's genuine. He really believes those things. And that's why people gravitate towards him. And he doesn't really act like a a politician. He just acts like your, your uh, disgruntled uh, uncle. So I'm going to just read some of the tweets I got. Uh with regards to the Kanye thing, someone said, I'm not sure how to feel about this. It's, it just looks like he created another type of cult following just because they're saying hallelujah doesn't make this a holy event. I thought we were starting to evolve spiritually a bit, but this is like taking a step to the side. That's where you're wrong. This guy, Kanye is battling pop culture. He's battling the entertainment industry. This is not something that was made in a focus group. And this is what you have to realize. You know, it was made in a focus group, Terminator, the new ter Terminator movie, which actually bombed, which people are rejecting because it's stupid and it's not fun. It takes away the fun. When you have to inject wokeness into something, it takes away the fun of the, the product you're providing. Kanye is providing a product. He's not claiming to provide the answers to the, the challenging life questions. It's a, it's a light version of what religion is. So this is not a cult. I didn't leave there saying like, oh man, I can't wait to tell, I can't wait to do what Kanye tells me to do next. It wasn't anything like that. Um, this, like I said, this wasn't made in a, in a lab. This wasn't made in a, with a focus group. It, it wasn't made by PR. It wasn't made by his agent or manager. If anything, they're all telling him before he was doing it, they're, they're all saying like, dude, what are you doing? You're alienating millions of people. If anything, he's not. He's re he's 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 uh, interacting with people who have been neglected for the past fifty years in Hollywood. So it's actually very brilliant if you think about it. It's very interesting if you think about it. I was telling uh, my friends that uh, to me this is like 
the the Beach Boys album Pet Sounds, what he was doing. I mean, the 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 fact that it wasn't just about Kanye, it was getting 120 gospel singers and getting uh, musicians with trumpets and flutes and and uh, drummers and all these things getting involved. It went beyond Kanye. He actually even said that these people are making me sound good. I'm not a singer. Surrounding myself with 120 singers is making me sound good. It wasn't about him. That's a church. All they need is a is a headless chicken and a bonfire. It's so easy to be negative about these things. You're just not used to it. That's what it is. Uh, someone said, Kanye is a cult leader developing right before our eyes. Please be warned by the obvious signs. No, you know who is, though? Uh, Jared Leto. He actually did a thing where you had to pay him like $5,000 and they all hung out on an island. And you got to be in the presence of Jared Leto. And he looks like Christ. He looks like Jesus. But there was nothing substantial to what he was offering. There was nothing. Um, it, 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 it was about Jared Leto. There's also another uh, actor who was in all those teen movies in the late 90s. He started his own cult in Venice Beach. And really all those cults are about sleeping with the cult leader and getting all the girls and giving the girls to the cult leader. Kanye, if anything, is saying, stop sleeping around. Uh, be happily married. Make a family. That doesn't sound like a cult leader to me. So uh, you're all dumb. You're all dumb. Uh, this is about worshiping Kanye. Nope. And then someone said, uh, yeah, it's about worshiping Kanye and buying his $240 sweaters. How do you pay for 120 gospel singers, guy? How do you do that? You have to sell some merch. You're at the end of the day, he's he's putting a performance. He's he's it's a performance. It's not like an actual church, and I never meant it. That's not what I meant. So on lighter news, there's new emojis, and they put blind people because blind people use emojis. So they put blind guy walking with a cane. They have a blind seeing dog, and they have uh people in wheelchair and all that. And uh, so I saw I saw this tweet with people talking about it. Let's see let's see what they have to say. Let's see what they have to say. So Apple not only has uh, now released these racially diverse emojis, but also same-sex couple emojis. Emojis running high. Ooh. Leading by example. Yes. <laughs> Two points for you, Francis. Come That's on. good. Not by so. But what took them so long? I don't know. I was actually, I asked my boyfriend that too. I was like, what did take them so long? Is it that hard to like figure out a code for that? Yeah, it is. We don't need emojis for everything. The cool thing about emojis is they're efficient. There's a few of them, and we can express ourselves with little hieroglyph hieroglyphics, and that's it. And then we're done. We don't. Now we have to comb through a million fucking emojis of like, oh, we need to include the person in the wheelchair. We need to have the blind person because they can see this. We need to put a hearing aid in a guy's ear uh, because they're offended that there's no hearing aid emoji. I mean, are you fucking serious? We don't need all those things. So what took them so long? Uh, people like you were badgering them, and they listened to the loud minority, so we got to just do that. We got to do everything that the, the mob, mob says, and we got to get these stupid fucking emojis. We have to have the gay one, and we have to have the, the androgynous couple, and we have to have the gay interracial couple with adopted kids. So we have to have a United Colors of Benetton type of people. We need these. We need those emojis. We need more emojis stat. No, we don't. I'm not really offended by this. I just I just think it's fucking annoying um, that these people get their voices heard. And uh, 
So we need the new 500 and almost 400, almost 400 emojis. It includes a gender neutral option and the ability to vary the skin tone for the emoji. We need all the skin tones. And also there's a, there's a chimp in a sloth. So I guess that's okay. We need to have 50 different kinds of fairies. Um, so that being said, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And uh, there was news last week of the uh, Jeffrey Epstein's brother hiring a new pathologist to to determine what the other pathologist said. And the new pathologist said that that he was he definitely didn't kill himself. The bones broken in that way. It was just it's very, very if if that's the case, then then it's an, an anomaly. It's rare. It doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. He didn't kill himself. So that was the bigger news last week was that the pathologist went on all the Fox, all Fox News and all the, the CNNs and whatever. So I guess he got the okay from the powers that be to, you know, talk about that, which is kind of funny. This is the story that doesn't die, which is a very good thing because, like I said five, six podcasts ago, uh, that uh, this is your version of 9-11. This is the thing that both sides can agree on is very sketch. This is the thing that we can all condemn. There's no debate on condemning pedophilia or uh, 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 condemning political elites, world elites and celebrities, condemning them from these atrocious, disgusting acts. So this is something we can all come together on. And um, so that was the big news earlier this week, and then it escalated. So, yeah, forensic pathologist says in 50 years he's never seen injuries like the ones Epstein experienced in a suicidal hanging, which is, uh, yeah. I have, like, five other things. I just need to close all these tabs because it's getting a little bit too much. Right, there we are, I think. All right. So then um, then a funny, a funny new, funny piece of, Epstein news was that uh, Alex Jones, he uh, he went in an armored armored vehicle to Hillary Clinton book signing rally type thing, and he's shouting. I mean, I wish I had this. Sh- I wish you could see what I'm what, what this is. But Alex Jones is a national treasure, and he is a crazy person who's a genius, and we all need to revere him and appreciate him. And it's sad that he, someone like him, has been banned from social media. But we still have Richard Spencer and David Duke and and people like them still on social media. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because those white supremacists and a lot of people think Richard Spencer is a CIA asset. Uh, a lot. Uh, so we have them on social media because uh, we need we need the media needs proof of white supremacy. So they use they peddle them out whenever there's some sort of uh, conundrum. So. Alex Jones invades Hillary rally in a tank. It looks like an armored vehicle, and he is a national treasure, and he's fucking hilarious. Hillary Clinton is involved with Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And uh, 
it's amazing. He's still an effective troll without social media. So we all need to revere and love Alex Jones. He's he's hilarious. He is a national treasure. He can only exist in America. A, t- a guy like him is 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 raised in America. This is this is as America as it gets. So it's really funny. I really appreciate good trolling. I really appreciate trolling outside of social media. Real life trolling is more brave than online trolling, and that's coming from an online troll, me. So uh, try to find that. I think it's really awesome. So that was that was up until then. That was the Epstein news. Also, the 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 reverse Epstein thing happened last week. There was a reverse Epstein. A reverse Epstein is uh, when you're Kevin Spacey and you're accused of pedophilia. And all that, but your witness kills himself. That's a reverse Epstein. So someone's protecting Kevin Spacey for some reason. I don't know why. But um, so that was it. That was the, that was that was Epstein news. That was it. That was all the updates I had to give you. The the pathologist said he didn't kill himself, and and uh, there was that, and then it kind of went away because that's what the twenty four hour news cycles does. That's what happens with those. It's just that the, they all go away very quickly, and we forget about it, and then we go on with our lives until this morning. When uh, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas released a video of a uh, ABC news anchor talking about uh, on a hot mic, she didn't know that she would, this was. I mean, she knew it was being filmed, but it wasn't. It was while they weren't on air, and she was talking to her producers how frustrated she is about the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing and and the committing committing suicide and all that. Which she's like, she said a hundred percent he didn't commit suicide. There's no way they were prepping us. They were getting us ready when he almost killed himself two weeks before that, which wasn't the case either. She's she's venting. She's like, we had this story. We had this story three years ago. This was released today. The video was released today. And um, someone within ABC News had access to that video, and they sent it to Project Veritas. So hopefully more information uh, about ABC News will come out. Why did they... Um, why did they squash the story? Why did they prevent it from coming out? And uh, the reason is, is because she was saying, if, if it, you know, I had this story three years ago, but we were pressured not to talk about it. We were pressured not to. This is when Jeffrey Epstein was alive. We were pressured not to talk about his the, the biggest pedophile in the world. And the, the reason why he's the richest and, and most powerful, per, one of the richest and most powerful people is because he functions on blackmail. He, he blackmails all these powerful people. He, he you know. Like Prince Andrews, so they were pressured by Buckingham Palace and by and by the Clintons and by all these other, by the, these powerful people to not go and move with the story, or else they wouldn't get an interview with Will and Kate. And uh, she, so this video is seven minutes long, and she's just venting and venting and venting. And um, she wait, where where did it, what else did she say? You know what? Let's let me click on the thingy. Let me click on the article. So she said, uh, "100% sure Epstein was killed." She said that. So do I think he was killed? 100%. Yes, I do because, uh, because do you want it? He made his whole living blackmailing people. There were a lot of men in those planes. A lot of men who visited that island. A lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. Speaking uh, about his apartment in New York. She went on to say she knew immediately the official suicide explanation was false. The ABC News anchor also explained how Epstein's apparent suicide attempt two weeks earlier was to plant the seed. Also, um, 
James O'Keefe of Project Veritas said uh, they uh, they take the security very seriously. That And if anything happened to James O'Keefe, there's a dead man switch. So this video was going to be released no matter what. That they were being threatened by powerful people not to release this video. But it was released. And these type of things will continue to be released. And you can kill one person for releasing it, but there's always going to be other people releasing this type of information. So um, I still think that this is still a very relevant, very important story. And more will continue to come out. But the interesting thing is that the media doesn't do – they don't do journalism anymore. The media isn't about releasing uh, information that we all need to know. And, and, and you know, we the, – the, this is the reason why we don't trust them anymore. They're not about releasing – they're not about doing journalism or releasing stories. They're about stopping them. They're about preventing stories. They're really about protecting elites and exposing the narrative that the elites want exposed. That's it. These sorts of videos aren't supposed to come out. But it's uh it's super super interesting. Uh let me just click on the video of her. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um first of all, I was told who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story, and then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated. In so you can go find this video. Basically, it's she's in full makeup. She's in the ABC studios, and she's just talking about this. I, it seems like it might have been in between commercials, and she's just being frustrated. This is this is in August. This took place in August, and she's frustrated about Jeffrey Epstein killing himself. He didn't kill himself and all that. But um, you got to watch that. It's very interesting. But that's that's there's more more is going to come out on that um, because this it's impossible to keep this a secret anymore. But these people are protected and uh, it's to our detriment that this is who these are the people that run the world. And uh, I think that they're very worried. I don't think that when they created the Internet, I don't think that they really thought it would become this. If they knew it would have become this, they wouldn't have allowed it to happen. But um, it's funny because someone else tweeted. Uh, so so ABC sent out a whole statement about that they just didn't think that the the story met their standards and that it wasn't a thing yet. The story just wasn't that important. The Jeff- it wasn't fleshed out really. This is a whole thing from NBC they or ABC. They released a statement following the Project Veritas video of their anchor. So they said that it was um, – so Robach, uh, uh, who's the woman, she said, I was caught in a private moment of frustration in the in the years since no one ever told me or the team to stop reporting on Jeffrey Epstein. That literally goes against what she was saying in, when she was caught. And then uh, ABC said that uh, not all our reporting met our standards to air, but we never stopped anyone. That's bullshit. So, uh, so this girl, Molly Hemingway, she tweeted a really good tweet. She said, in addition to these statements not actually being responsive to what the initial hot mic claims were, mostly what this shows is that ABC News has indefensibly different standards for, uh, has uh, indefensibly different standards. For example, Kavanaugh allegation, uh, allegations or Covington boys. 
than it does t uh, to Clinton-connected pedophiles. So, you know, you can see what their, what their standards are. They'll talk about Justice uh, Kavanaugh or the Covington boys uh, until they're blue in the face, but the Clinton-connected pedophiles, that, no, that's not news. Or the BBC, someone like the BBC, an, a station like them, they'll protect Jimmy Savile, who was known in the organization to molest boys on the pro on the on the premises of the BBC studios. He would molest boys for forty fucking years. Jimmy Savile, for those of you that know, that don't know, he was like a a children's show host or whatever. Weird, 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 demonic-looking person. Google him. So he 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 was knowingly abusing boys and and raping boys, and the BBC kept their mouth shut until he died, and that all started to come out. So you see who these these types of people they protect. For some reason, they like to protect uh, pedophiles, but they'll go after anyone else that, you know, isn't up to their standards. So that was Jeffrey Epstein news of the week. Uh, I have no time to talk about the war on meat. We'll talk about that another time. Um, so I'll get to some questions and then that is Sadcast episode 69. Ha 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 ha. Funny number. Oh, actually I forgot, uh, I forgot to screenshot the questions. So let me just grab my iPad for a second and sit still there. And I look at the thing on Instagram. Sit tight, guys. Sit tight. There's too many notes, you know. I forgot. I forgot to go through the thing. And Epstein didn't kill himself. All right, I gotta go to the archive thing, and there's another thing, and then I gotta find it, and it's gonna be from yesterday where you guys submitted questions, and here we are. Epstein didn't kill himself. That is true. Did you go to the Kanye Sunday service? Yes. Go back in the podcast if you, for some reason, started it now. And I spoke about it. Um, let me find a good one because there's a lot of weird ones. Eugenics, a slippery slope. I guess. I don't I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> what if I just answer your questions like, yeah, shut up. I don't know. Shut up. John Conway's Game of Life, real or no? Who's John Conway? I guess I got to Google that and ask that again next week and tell me who that is. And then some things about the number 69 being funny. I agree. On a scale from furry porn to Michelangelo, how valid is photography as an art form? My brother's a photographer. I think there's beauty in photography. I think you can. there's differences in, in, in quality of photography. Uh, but, but it also... The advent of the, f the the camera had a negative effect on paintings. I think I think that once the camera was invented, traditional paintings were kind of passe, and then people were like, well, people are taking pictures. I guess I'm not going to paint that landscape thing anymore or paint that building that's really cool. I guess I'm going to just um, be Picasso and make deformed faces. Um. So there's negative consequences to the camera, but that there's definitely it's definitely an artwork. I think for the most part it's not though. It's um especially because of Instagram, there's a lot of people that just uh they're 
they're they're influencers and they they all use the same filter and they probably rip each other off and they're not really original or really have a keen eye but there are people who have a keen eye especially if you look at movies that that there there there's better cinematographers than others the director of photography is uh you know look at someone like Roger Deakins he's probably the best living uh, uh, director of photography today he did the last Blade Runner movie he did the two the the James Bond Skyfall movie he he I mean he's he's a brilliant his move uh, he did Sicario I mean really really cool I hope that answers your question thoughts on total egalitarianism I think that it is uh I think that it's good so egalitarianism for those of you that don't know I have the definition here it's a just so I don't go off on a whole tangent trying to explain to you what it is. It says, uh, relating to or believing in principles that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. I don't believe that at all. I think that we deserve to be judged equally in the eyes of the law. That's it. Other than that, I think it's false. I think that kind of like how the diversity hires, I think, are horrible when companies are like, well, you're, you're a good candidate. Johnny, you're uh, you're an upstanding guy. You're, you're the guy we were looking for, but you're too white. Be black, and we'll hire you. Um, I think that that though that has negative consequences. It comes from a, a nice place, but um, people deserving equal opportunities and equal rights and all that. Yes, in the eyes of the law, you should all be treated equally, innocent until proven guilty, and so on. But uh, and not judged because of the color of your skin or anything like that. But um, but that's different in corporate life or any like you shouldn't be hired specifically because of your color or anything like that. But also that I don't think that that should be policed. I don't know. I don't really believe it. Um, because we're not equal. There's people who are smarter and better and better looking and faster and. And all that. It's it's it, equality in that sense just doesn't exist. Also, because we have because we have uh, the comforts of of um, modern life, it, it, it we we're, we're not doing a really good job weeding out unimpressive people anymore. Like before, people kind of just died off, and they didn't spread their seed, and their lineage didn't really live on. People just kind of died if they were not up to par with survival, surviving. Um, if you weren't, if you weren't an asset to your tribe, you'd kind of be excommunicated or killed. I'm not saying that's what we should do, but uh, that's why I think that this whole anti-bullying movement and all that is just. Again, I guess coming from a good place, but has unintended consequences. I think that it builds character. Those things build character. Imagine if, um, imagine if uh, uh, Steve Jobs wasn't a orphan. You know, like people need o- to overcome things. So equal rights within, outside of government i mean i don't it just doesn't to me it doesn't make sense because it's it's equality isn't real it does it's not it's not real i i I gotta think about this more but but that's kind of where i'm at right now do you think teenagers should have slash need to have political opinions 
Yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think I think that you're trying to figure out the world around you. I mean, I started getting into politics when I was around 13 or so. You're trying to, you know, because before that, you're living a pretty sheltered um, life. You're in a bubble. You have your friends and you just talk about what entertains you and and uh sports and all that as you should you should have a childhood you should you should not as a child you should not be exposed to anything like that but the moment you break into you know when you're a teenager and you you start going through puberty and all that you're trying to figure out the world around you hence you're also interested in the opposite sex and you're interested in how to get the opposite sex and all that so you're you're um it's part of just trying to figure shit out but you you just know that whatever you believe when you're a kid it's going to get refined and you're going to have you're going to become smarter and better especially if you're curious so um it's never th- you're never done learning it's never it you know i'm constantly learning i'm constantly refining my beliefs and all that because if you stay stagnant and if you believe what you believe and that's it and then you don't look into anything any further you're you become obsolete. You become kind of a empty shell. And other people then can fill you with what they believe. And then you, you're you kind of like a Frankenstein monster of other people's beliefs. And then your kind of beliefs. And then you're just, you're just susceptible to being manipulated. Um, why should, what should change with American high school education system? Oh, I know. Abolish it. I think I think we should abolish the school system and colleges in general. I don't think I think that they they can exist in a free market and uh that's it. I don't think that government should be involved in the school system at all. Unless the point of the school system is to create stupid people, then they're failing miserably. But it seems like they want to create they want everyone to be stupid. It seems like that's the purpose of the school system. So if anything, I guess they're they're doing well. They're actually doing really well with that. But there's when when whenever you hear a politician talk about how we need to fix this, we need to fix the healthcare, we need to fix all that, um, they don't really have the answers. And uh, it's it's yes, okay, fine, we need to fix it. What do you propose? Well, we need more regulations. We need more. Uh, we need this. Uh, we 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 need this law. And that will solve it. We need more money. They always need more money. That doesn't solve shit. You know what would help? Abolishing it from government. And it's not the government's job to do that. You're not really buying into this Kanye thing, are you? You see? Another another hater. Uh, well, I already talked about that. So, yeah, I am. And uh, regardless... You know what? And, and the final thing I'll say about that is let's just say... He's not genuine about this. Let's just say I'm wrong and he's disingenuous and he's an opportunistic whatever. It still seems like it's 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 doing well for people. It still seems like it's a wholesome product that is good for people. So even if it's just that, then it's great. Do you think it's sad that people think still think uh sixty nine the number sixty nine is genuinely funny, uh I don't know, but you know what? That is Sadcast episode 69. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. That's